on, DJ Nation. Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the Farmers Championship. As usual, I am here with everybody's favorite Canadian, my partner in crime, Tyler Tambaline. Tyler, what is up, my friend? We're back. We're back to talk about the same thing, another John Rahm victory. So get into the recap in a minute. Go through the Listener League, do things as always. But before we get into it, I want to remind everyone very quickly, this show is brought to you and presented by prizepicks.com. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to your first 100 bucks. And now would be the time with the conference championship for the NFL on the horizon, the Super Bowl, etc. They've got a special prop right now. If you haven't signed up yet, you can go over. Joe Burrow over half yard passing against Kansas City next week. And so that'll be the first one you plug in, the freebie, and then put whatever else with it. And you can go from there, choose higher or lower, of course, and you'll be good to go and set yourself up. Lots of stuff they've got going on over there. All sports, PGA stuff will be out. Maybe you can take some advantage of it this week with the course rotation stuff. We'll talk about that when we get into the course. But Kenny, uh, only one I can think of for this one, someone on Twitter had a good one, the, the ROM page. I like that. But you, you can't spell ROM without ham. And he's going absolutely ham right now to start this season. So I like that one. I think Rom is, you know, going to continue to do this. We'll talk when we get into the tiers about the quote unquote price bump, but talk to me about the event, man. It was another good one. Great, great watch. A lot of chasers on his ass on Sunday. He did not play the best and still came away with the victory. Yeah. He didn't play his best. Uh, I mean, he was only what three or four under on um, Sunday. And I think he was only three or four under on, Saturday too. Maybe it was five hundred uh, on Saturday. I don't remember, but you know, I mean, that doesn't. That sounds great, but for the courses that we played last week, that's not great. Uh, with the cut being minus ten uh, <laughs> at this event, uh, yeah, Rob played well. And he, but the thing is, like, nobody really wanted to make like. By the time Sunday came around, he had a big enough lead over everyone except um, Thompson. That like, even if they made moves. He just needed to play average to win. And that's exactly what he did. Now, it was really cool seeing David Thompson go toe-to-toe uh, with him the whole round. Uh, probably should have been tied for the lead going into A18 uh, after rimming out that birdie putt that up against yeah. the flag stick on 17. That 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 hurt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a fun watch. I mean, Rom hit that bunker shot on 18, uh, you know, and it was over after that, especially after uh, Thompson – you know, flew to green on his approach on that same hole. Uh, it was a decent watch. It was a fun watch. Not great for me. Uh, probably my worst cash um, lineup since last year's um, uh, tournament, uh, Amex. For some reason, at this event, Amex, I'm horrible at cash. I think I've, I was looking back, I think I've lost like four of the last five years in cash in this at the Amex. So maybe I should play less. I won't. <laughs> I won't, but maybe I should play less on that. Now, when we get to the farmers this week, I've had the last two winners in my cash game cornerstones. So I don't know. Uh, so maybe this one's a good one uh, for me. I also hit list last year uh, live for the one. He was also one of my cash game cornerstones. Um, but when it comes down to ROM, I mean, I said it at the beginning of the season, it's, it's ROM and Finau's year. Uh, it's going in that direction. Uh, I don't see anything stopping John except injury uh, at this point in time. Uh, he will be the number one player in the world within the next month, uh, I would bet, a month and a half. He will be the number one player in the world. It was weird because I think Ron was sixth and Cantlay was fifth in the world going into last week. Um, and Cantlay with a win could have moved to first. Rom with a win only could move to third. Yeah. I don't know. O- OWGR, people talk shit about it all the time. It don't make, really make that much sense to me. Uh, I guess because of the two-year span that they use. I, I don't know. It, it's weird. It doesn't, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't I had to make look it up at first, sense. too, when I saw that tweet and said, wait, I, gotta, I read it like three times and I forgot there's the divisor. So that's why it's set up that way. It's obviously not the best, but to your point, the guy's just on an absolute tear. So, you, you know, it's going to be hard to stop him. Even when he came out, it looked like he had, so his wife, his older child, but his younger child was with maybe like the nanny. Remember we joked about this on the season preview. I said, now that you got the nanny for the kids, like he's, he's going to be all set, man. He's got way less to worry about at home. He's just on a mission to win. And you said it, Kenny, I mean, I'm going to repeat it, but it's, it's true. I don't care what anybody says. Like guys just didn't do enough. Xander shot 10 under on Sunday, but like there was up there, Xander, Taylor Montgomery, who we'll talk about too. Tom Kim, you got that guy's Scottie crazy. Scheffler. Taylor Montgomery is wild, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on him in a second. We'll go over Scottie him today Scheffler because goes. it was even wilder when I was looking over his shit today. Um, but go ben ahead. Burns, Tony Finau, let me go. There, there's all these guys there, but you said it, Kenny. This guy, 
John Rom, Sung JM, by the way, there as well. But John Rom, not even the best Saturday or Sunday at an absolute birdie fest. Like they're just flying around. When you go out on Sunday and have all these guys shoot 10, 8, 10, 8, 6, 5, 5, 9 under, it was there over the two days to get Rom and, and to get there. And like Davis, Davis has like five Eagles to start the first two days still doesn't like you, what, what more can you do to get to this guy? So it'll, it'll come into more play when we talk about the pricing for this week, but in general, Ram is just doing his thing. It's like you said, is what we kind of expected. So go, go ahead on Taylor Montgomery. This guy just don't stop. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, first off, not the best week for me. Like I said, cash lineup loss actually broke even in GPPs uh, you know, with a shit ton of Rom, shit ton of Montgomery, shit ton of JT posted. Uh, but nothing really close to the top, though. I just had a lot of lineups cash uh, is what happened. Uh, so broke even on GBPs, and then thank God for NFL. I went on a perfect 3-0 and this past week, so I don't have to deposit any money into my account uh, to, uh, this week to play. I don't know if you guys know, if you haven't been listening long enough. Uh, once, my, uh, once I get over $700 in my account, I withdraw up to $700. To leave seven hundred dollars in my account at all times. Uh, if I'm at, if I after a week if I'm at twelve hundred, I'm withdrawing five hundred bucks. I only keep what's in my what I'm going to use that week in my account. Uh, that helps me be honest with my bankroll uh, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, with those three wins, uh, when I, I think Rapazola, if you listen to the Best Bet Show on the Mayo Network, he had that nice little teaser uh, on Saturday uh, with the favorites that hit. Uh, and then I hit uh, Niners uh, spread and the uh, the other spread on Sunday. So it was so it was nice. It was nice not having to deposit any money this week. So I'm happy about that, and I'm ready to win again. It dropped my cash record to seven and five. Not the greatest. Usually, if I, I you know my goal is seventy percent, what's going to have to happen is I have to go on a run. Uh, you know, I have like a seven out of nine week winning run that I normally have once a year. Uh, I need something like that happening soon to get to me to seven to the 70 percent and then just 50 50 50 50 every other week uh it would be good enough for me. Uh now uh anything else before we get into uh a little bit more this week we'll talk about Montgomery uh when it comes down to it when we talk about him during the during the um the tears. Anything else? Yeah he, he's in the tears. That's like the one guy would say that we didn't he was super chalk last week. I think he was the highest owned in the slate was Cam Young. Another guy, man, like what he finished, T26. But I couldn't believe the amount of three-footers and four-footers. He continues to leave those out there. So when he starts putting like Taylor Montgomery, forget the Hazel rocket. We'll talk about that after down the stretch. That's that's tough when you see Taylor Montgomery at 25 to one these weeks now or 22 to one and thinking about trying to have him hold a win down the stretch. But in general, you know, Cam Young still had a good week. I thought at 9,100, he was great. Overall, decent week for me. It could have been a lot better. The one guy I was missing, Kenny, was... Davis Thompson. I played Carl Juan at the same price. Thompson was there, mentioned him on a couple of shows, just didn't go through with it. Obviously, solid talent, had a decent swing season, the ninth and the 12th, everything like that. But I had Day, Mitchell, Jaeger, Rom, all those guys were, were guys that I was on. So it all worked out good. Got a 44-44 ticket on the uh, the mid-February one, the Mega. So that'll be good. And had some close calls in some Fantasy Golf World Championship queues, but not enough to get over the hump. So we go back at it again this week. But I, I like this field. This has always been a good one to me, Kenny. You were talking about some nostalgia and stuff here and some wins. We had, I had the Luke List at 90 last year at this tournament. I, you know, talked everyone off Willie Z and he ended up getting to the playoff and almost taking it back from me, but uh, he left that one in tears. We got it back in Memphis later on in the season, but uh, that one was not good for Willie Z had Luke list steal it away from him. And this is actually the tournament years ago, Kenny, that I got my first ever big win at people always say, Oh, if I had all this money to play DFS, my first ever hit was with 60 bucks in and a $3 20 max. I got second for 40 K at this event, the North South rotation. And we're going to talk about some of that strategy when we get into it here. It's early, but it also starts earlier this week. We forgot to talk about that, but the, the event starts for those that don't know on Wednesday this week, they're not going to compete with the conference championships in the NFL on Sunday. So it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Shut it down. Enjoy your football on Sunday. Always a great day of football. You talked about your bets last weekend. It's like too many Super Bowls on Sunday at the conference championships when you get whoever goes to the Super Bowl. I love those games quite a bit. The Super Bowl is good because the party, the food, the drinks, all that. But that's every weekend watching football at my place. So it's not much different coming up this Sunday. And my birthday weekend coming up too, Kenny. So you know we're going to run good on my birthday, run pure on my birthday. So I'm excited about that as well. Nice. Uh, all right. So, you know, I, I'm going to be sad when football's over because I can't win my money back. 
like the two losses I had this year, tournament of champions when I lost, I won all the money back on the college football game. That was your bet. Uh, the first half over 21 by Ohio state or no, by uh, Georgia uh, yeah. in the championship game. I put like a shit ton of money on that. And then <laughs> that made up for all the money I lost in the tournament of champions. And then this past week, uh, winning those three football games made up for all the money I lost uh, in the, uh, in the annex. So once football's over, I'm sort of going to be fucked. I, I I can't win my money back because I don't know shit about basketball. I don't know NBA shit props, about anything. You're going to have to help me out about that because I don't yeah. know shit uh, about NBA. All right. So let's get to this past week's Listener League winner. It is a Fantasy National member with a nice little Fantasy National Golf Championship logo. ZJB23. I think he's won before. He uh, felt familiar. I know Shigaboo. In second, has definitely won before. Shigaboo is always up there. Yeah. Yeah. But go so, ahead. I so, mean, so ZJB23. Uh, he had Rom, of course, the winner. Uh, Rom was uh, 22% owned uh, in, the, in the league. He had Xander, who, of course, everyone faded, uh, was sub 5%. They probably could have won you a GBP. He was my fade of the week last <laughs> week because I just didn't believe it. Uh, and obviously, he was fine. Uh, this is what it, what it looked like. Uh, 4% owned in the listener league. Detry is just a, a cut maker year in, uh, tournament in, tournament out. 11% owned. Of course, he finished in 26. Uh, Chris Kirk, really good finish. I had a whole bunch of Chris Kirk, too. Uh, another reason why I broke even in GBPs without having anything inside like the top 800 uh, in the $5. So that's it's not bad uh, having nothing that high and still being able to come through with, with a break-even week. But Chris Kirk, 9% owned. Uh, of course, he finished in third. Big Bo Hostler, 50th, uh, tied in for 50th, 2% owned. And he had Davis Thompson, which is a nice little pick. 2.5% uh, owned. Of course, he finished in second, Tambo. What you think in the lineup? Yeah, I love the build. It's also, we had the crazy thing last week, Kenny, where our guy came first, second, and third with different lineups. This is also pretty crazy that ZJB, we'll go with the American pronunciation of Z, not Zed, Z ZJB23 put up over a hundred points more than fourth place. Now top three is like the tiers, like gold, silver, bronze, but I'm just saying that's still pretty crazy. Beat, beat Shigaboo by 66 plus, so, or just under 66, 65 and a half. So bringing it together just to talk about the lineup, great build. Like you said, going back to Xander, I finally got around to it with Mayo when I talked to him on Wednesday last week and said, if I was on him last time, I got to try him again. Like he said, the MRI came back negative. We have more information. It was better situation. I, I definitely had him some, but not as much as the first time. I was a little bit more shy, gun shy with the ownership, but great pick there. But the biggest thing, Kenny, is what we always talk about, roster construction. Plenty of guys in that 9K range people wanted to play, including the highest owned guy in Cam Young. The 8K range had sprinkles of guys in there that people wanted to play, posting and all that, that, that did have good results but not required. And when you go 10, 10, 7, 7, 7, and yeah, Davis Thompson, 6,900 on paper, technically in the six Ks. But as you and I always talk about sort of that 6,700 to 6,900, it's the same thing. They just can't fill out everything at that. Like it, it's not, but it is. So in general, it was basically four low 7K and below guys, two in the 10K, great build all around. And congrats to ZJB23, got them into the tournament of champions. We'll see them in the three man this week. And Kenny, I got a three-man W last week, so I got to try and keep that going. That, that was a nice one. It was close. I, I didn't even pay attention because I just I, – Because you were out of I, it. I, 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 was I out of it? I finished in third? I don't even yeah, remember. you got last. Uh, I, got, I was in the league going into the Saturday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but I had three guys missed a cut, like, on the number. So that did not That help. sucked, too, last week. You mentioned the minus 10 cut. Like, when you've got – who was it? Like, Grillo – I forget all the Ben Taylor. There was just a bunch of guys that were sitting right on that line. KH Lee. And they all literally shot like nine under and they can't get to the 10. Like, come on, we, we just need that. It would have been such a better week, but overall fun week. Congrats to them. We'll see them in the three men this week. All right. So let's get to this week. PGA tours in uh, La Hala, uh, California. This is for the farmers insurance open uh, farmers played on the North and South courses at Torrey Pines. Uh, golfers play both courses on Thursday and Friday and they make the cut. Uh, they'll finish two rounds on the south. Uh, even though the North Course went through some major renovations a few years ago, it is still by far the easiest of the two courses. No golfer has shot over par on the North Course and won here since 1983. Uh, golfers are going to need to take advantage of their one round on the North Course because the South Course, of course, is a monster. Uh, one interesting tidbit. This is from uh, Adon at Adon7x. Uh, a Twitter friend of ours, 
um, really sharp betting guy. Uh, he talked about this last year. He said one of his angles for Torrey Pines is don't bet anything until tee times are out. Then only bet North Course starters pre-turning. Wait to bet the South Course starters after round one. Uh, this really does make a lot of sense uh, since the South is so much more difficult. I mean, you could see things where somebody shoots a 62, which they have in the last couple of years on the North Course, and someone shoots minus one on the South Course, which is like top 20% scoring, you know, but they're nine strokes back. It's possible. Books are getting smarter. But it's possible that some books might get you a little bit better number. Like if you if you don't want to bet Rahman 450 and he's playing uh, the, the, the south course first and he shoots minus one and the leaders are minus 10, I'm sure you could probably still get 850 or something like that. Uh, you know, so the four, I don't think it'll stay at 450 uh, if something like that happens and you might be able to get a better number uh, that way. Now, of course, you know, if he goes out and shoots like, you know, 66 or 65 on a north course, then, you know, whatever. It's over and done with. <laughs> you know, he's probably going to win the event. Um, now, weather, of course, can play a factor. You've seen like crazy-ass wins here. Like five years ago, the winds were so bad that the, the average score was five strokes over par. Not really going to see that this week, except for maybe Thursday. I'm hearing 30-mile-per-hour gusts on th Thursday. That is something to pay attention to. Uh, Tambo, before we go out, if let's talk about this for a second. If a Thursday and Friday, if Thursday is 30-mile-per-hour winds, which course are you you're going to take the north course for showdown, correct? Yeah, well, it's, you're saying like Wednesday, right now it shows Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday wind, which is technically okay, round two. Okay, sorry. So that'd be round two, okay? Right. And so do, do you take... Do you take North golfers if the wind's going to be that up? Yeah, I mean, what you would want then is that's the whole point. Even if it's in the afternoon only, like that's what we were saying today, the, the point is someone playing the South in that wind has a chance of putting up even bigger numbers, which is going to blow up and miss the cut. So you'd want them playing the North on the during the wind. You want the easier course in the wind. Sometimes it's said the other way. How people say, like, if you could play the – the harder court, like the idea here is the obvious what you just said. So for showdown, especially you're always going to take the easiest scoring course anyway, but just saying, like you said, first round leaders to what our guy, you mentioned my Don seven X, he said, that's why he's saying that also for first round leaders and just for bets in general, for first round leaders, North course, the obvious reasons, all the scoring, most listening to this know that it's second nature, but those for the first time probably don't fully understand it. And of note, uh, our guy, Adon, he actually hit the Siwoo Kim at either 600 or 700 to one at the players, which was one of the most incredible hits wow. besides Mayo and Feinberg hitting Danny Willett when no one in the world was on them at the master. Everyone got on, but I said, no one was talking about that until they were. So some, some big bets in the past, but yes, you, you want to play the wind. You want to play the easier course in the wind so that you can get the lower scores, get through it right now though, Kenny, what I saw, at least what I was going to mention, not to cut you off, but it was showing in the afternoon only and so what someone said to me is, but the tee times are only two hours apart. And the reason I'll bring it up now, it's part of the strategy we're going to get into anyway, was someone starting at nine, and let's say it's a four-hour round, you know, plays till one, versus someone starting at 11 till three, but the wind is 12 to four? I still want the guy playing in the He's only going to see an hour of the wind. And so then it's fine, really, whatever you want, easier. It doesn't matter at that point, but that's only if the wind sets up for that. So you will have to keep an eye on it. We do have an earlier start time this week. I'm sure you'll be all over it, Kenny. I'll be all over it in the Discord, stuff like that. So if you guys want to check out where you, where you can find us, we'll go at the end. But you, you can find our, our sites. You can go to the Discords and that and get the answers there. But uh, we'll know more when we have more on the wind. But that's how you would play it weather-wise. All right. So uh, some trends before we get to the meat of the course. Um, okay. 11 of the last 13 winners uh, had a previous top 10 at this tournament. Uh, nearly 40% of winners at this event all time have some sort of California connection, either growing up or living in California or going to school in California. Uh, you know, this to me reads that, you know, course experience might be a little bit more of a factor here than usual. Uh, this makes sense as California is basically uh, the only state in which tour players regularly see uh, Poana Greens. So that's something to think about. Also, seven of the past eight winners made at least one start in the, in the calendar year prior to their win. So if guys are starting for the first time, uh, it hasn't been the best. Formula to me, it can't happen this week, but it hasn't been for the be been the best form at least for the last eight years. Uh, now, the North Course uh, is going to be around 
par 72 with four par threes, four par fives. Par fives are all reachable by most golfers, and there's also a drivable par four. You really do have to score exceptionally well on these five holes because the north course is extremely easier. You have to do well on the north course to compete. I mean, the year Patrick Reed won, I think he shot like eight or nine under on a north course and then went 200, 200, 200 the rest of the week, like 70, 70, 70 or something like that, the rest of the week to win. You know what I'm saying? So he had like 60% of his scoring in his one round at the north course. You got to play that north course well. It's not like these events where you just look at the, like last week, you just look at the stadium course because all those courses are dog shit and super easy. I agree with Rom just because I got my ass whooped. So yes, piece of shit fucking putting contest. This one, not so much. Not so much, especially on the south course. You got to score well on the, on the north course. Now, now, um, now, Weisskopf redesigned in 2016, widened the fairways, removed some bunkers, enlarged the greens. Um, off the tee, golfers are going to see average-sized fairways with thickest rough. Uh, there are a few trees and fairway bunkers to worry about, but not, but way less than the south course. Uh, on approach shots, golfers will see average to large-sized greens with bunkers guarding most putting surfaces. Uh, the greens are bent, bent grass. Again, another reason why the north course could play is plays a little bit easier. Bent. A lot more pure putting surface, a lot easier putting surface to punt on because you're going to get three other rounds on the south course with Poe. All right, stim meter around 12. Uh, all right, south course, originally designed by William Bell. Here's some trivia for you. Leonard Nimoy's last role in TV, substantial role, not cameo. Will, Leonard Nimoy's last substantial role in TV was a guy named William Bell in my favorite TV show, one of my favorite TV shows, Fringe. Uh, if you've never seen Fringe, go see it right now. It's on Hulu, I think, or FX. One of, it's on one of those streaming things. One of the best sci-fi shows you will ever fucking watch. Go see it. I, I'm naming, if I ever have a kid, a daughter, I'm naming her Olivia, and I'm going to call her Olive as her nickname just because of that show and just because of how much I love that character. So go check out Fringe, William Bell, Leonard Nimoy, Spock, Live long and prosper. Design this course. All right. So South Course of Torrey Pines, 7,700 plus yard par 72. Behemoth. Behemoth. I like that word. That word is just a fun word to say. Behemoth. With four par threes and four par fives. The par fives are lengthy, around 590 average uh, for the four of them. So, you know, really only the longest of long can reach there. And that's only if you get these tiny ass fucking fairways. Uh, the, you know, and so the course is one of the hardest on tour and plays between three and four strokes more difficult on average than the North course off the tee golfers will see narrow tree line fairways with plenty of bunkers to dodge only around 50% of fairways are hit on this course year in and year out. The rough around the fairways is brutal. Kikuyu rough. You only really see it in this area, two and a half inches thick, at least could be more, especially they got a ton of rain. Uh, last week this week's supposed to be dry which should dry out the course but last week's rain could make that rough super super lush um now most most of the holes go straight forward straight back but there are some if there's any type of dog leg on this course it's a slight dog leg right so you've seen guys that play a cut off the tee you know you've seen them do pretty well here uh but it's not a major thing because i mean you saw reed uh, a couple of years ago actually that's the time when we saw chicken, chicken wing read a lot back then. If you remember him trying to work that fade into his game with the Arnold Palmer chicken wing. And uh, now the, uh, all, a lot of the holes here at the South Court, slight dog lay right, went over that. Um, and so the fairways don't necessarily have to be hit here to succeed. Leishman won two years ago and was almost dead fucking last in driving accuracy. Uh, over the years, accurate golfers have finished top 10 and Bombers have finished top 10 at a pretty even clip. Uh, for example, two years ago, three golfers in the top 20 in driving accuracy at this event finished top 10. Three golfers, uh, only three golfers in the top 20 in driving distance that year finished in the top 10. Uh, the year before, five golfers have finished top 20 in driving accuracy that for that week finished top 10, while six golfers that finished top 20 in driving distance finished top 10. Pretty even. 
right there. So strokes gain off the tee either way. I take it, but length always going to be uh, preferred uh, here on any course. Doesn't even matter if it's here at this course. Uh, you know, the tournament's probably you know not going to be won off the tee. It could be lost off the tee, but I don't think it's going to be won off the tee. I think it's going to be won rather on approach shots. Um, you know, uh, approach shots, especially from longer distances. You're looking at like almost 50% of all approaches come from 175 plus on the south course. Long wedges or, or long irons, you're going to need to be good. This You notice a trend like, like the ROMs, the Jason Days, the Tony Finaus. The reason why they have so much success here at this course is because they have that high ball flight on those longer irons. Uh, and keep those balls and they can get those balls to stop on these tiny greens. Huge weapon to have. Uh, a little bit of, I'm not going to say go check out Apex height, uh, but I mean, if you watch enough golf, you know who hits it high. Uh, and, you, and, and a lot of those guys who hit it higher are better at their longer irons. So if you look through your long iron uh, proximities, you know, I think what it comes down to at this course, after you get past the studs, you're going to need to have two or three different traits. Uh, either going to have to be super, really good off the tee. You're going to have to be really good with your long irons. You're going to have to be really good with your short game. You need at least two of those, in my opinion, to succeed at this course, especially if you're like not an elite of an elite golfer. If you're down uh, in the 7K range, uh, the, the, the 8K range, the 6K range, if you can find golfers who are good at two of those three, roster them this week. Um, other things going by uh, for this course. Uh, again, the the uh, fairways, narrow. Uh, they get narrow in the landing zones too, like 25 yards, 26 yards. Uh, that's about it. The rough is, is going to be thick. Now, the green and regulation numbers, a little bit better, a little bit more, like 62% over the years. I think the tour average is 66%, but still below average, which means you're going to have to have that short game uh, also uh, for this week. The greens are small, protected by bunkers, protected by thick rough. Uh, most of the bunkers guard the front of the greens, which makes approach shots tough, especially since most greens slope from back to front. And again, th these greens are going to be in the front of uh, these bunkers are in the front of these greens. You got to shoot it high to get it over those front bunkers and land it softly. I mean, that's a huge, huge advantage uh, this week. Uh, now, the thing is, they do give chances for the guys that got to dribble it through. Most, even though most of the bunkers are in the front, most holes have like a little alleyway that you can snake a ball through. Say you're in the rough and you have to hit a four iron out of the rough, right? And you have to run it up there. If you can run it up that little small little hole in between the two bunkers that are guarding the front, like most holes, you could be good. But that shot, a lot harder than the high, hard one that these guys, elite guys play from 230 yards. Um, again, these greens, not crazy undulated, small, POA, fast 13 plus on the stint meter tambo what are you looking for this week i think you brought that up pretty well like all the stats things like that i want to go back and try and articulate this weather thing one more time strategy is a bigger piece to this but i want to just try and articulate it better in one way that we can do it so that everyone can understand so if there i'll do no weather at all at the end but let's go back to your first example if there's weather all day in round two for the example you gave because this is a possibility then of course you would rather play the north course in the wind because it's just less opportunity to blow up if you're playing south course in a full day of wind it's going to be bad for anybody playing that south course so you may want to go with a south north stack right that's if there's weather all day on round two what i was saying before where if there's only weather in the afternoon on day two it doesn't so much as matter because it's the, then it becomes down to the next part of sort of mentality thing you could play the north and go super low on wednesday on day one then if you play, you know, that Wednesday afternoon, you're, all, you're almost in a PMAM thing, Kenny, is what I'm saying, because it doesn't really matter. Then it's just the back and forth of the mentality of however you feel like going. The reason I bring that up is because on years with no weather, this is the, be the final thing I would say about the strategy. Oftentimes you'll hear people say, stack the North on day, that anyone who plays the North on day one, they'll go super low and then they'll have less to do on the day two to make the cut. But I say this the other way, Kenny, that typically that's north-south. That, that's north south. If someone shoots eight under on the north course and then goes to the south course and the cut is, let's say, minus two, they only have so much room for error on a tougher course that things can start to spiral backwards as well, right? They shoot minus eight, they get to the south course, they start out slow, they make a bogey here, they get a double there, and now in their head it's like, ah, oh, shit, 
I got to hit this number to make the cut. And they start to spiral backwards. So then you have to start to think about it like, what about if you play a south-north mix? And I've done this in the past and had success with it. You play the guys that play the south on day one. Again, weather aside, you'll have to wait and see on that. Because if you grind out like an even par or a minus one or something on the south course, and then you get to go into the north course on day two, now it's like, oh my God, I'm just making birdies left. Or like things are happening now and you feel so much better about that. So it's a mentality thing. We don't know how every golfer thinks, but I do think of it from that perspective where a lot of people out there say, just play the North on day one for a first round leader, for round one showdown, for all that, obviously, yes. But to keep that in mind, the mentality factor for round one verse two, because this is back to a normal, finally, a normal cut event. It's not a 54 hole cut. It's a two day event here. And then they'll play the South course all weekend. So it's going to be a fun one, Kenny. I know the field, it's not an, a designated event, so it's not super elevated when it comes to the field strength, but we do still have some great guys here, including John Rahm coming off of two W's. Let's go up to these tiers. We got um, Morikawa all the way up to Rahm in the 10K. Rahm at 11.6 this week, $1,100 more than the second highest price pot player, uh, Tony Finau. And I'm talking to you before the pod, you still don't think that's enough. Yeah, I, I just said that's the thing. Like, I, I know that they're not going to do it, and I'm glad they bumped him something, but he could very well have been 12,500 here, and it wouldn't have made it. Then then you really – people people said, like, oh, I think that's fair, considering now you have to make a decision. You don't. There, there's still plenty of options to play that you could fit John Rahman with. If he was 12,500, $2,000 more than Finau, at least it would make it more of a decision. Here, he still looks by far like the best play up top. He's got everything going for him. You don't need to – everyone knows this stuff, but if those are listening for the first time or, or you know – Coming from out of the blue, third, first, seventh, second, fifth, 29th, first. Like, this is Rom's course. This is what he does. Coming off two Ws. We talked at the top. He had real chasers on his ass. I don't care what anyone says. I know, like, Xander had to come out of the dust, which will go to him in a second, too. But the point is, like, he had other guys up there. And Davis Thompson was doing his thing, trying to hold his own. I didn't expect him to do as much as he did, to be honest. But for, really, Rom's probably B-plus game over the weekend it wasn't like he, he, he definitely could have played better and made a few less mistakes on Sunday. and would have won by even more. So Rom, the other thing is the Xander thing, Kenny, I'll go to him right away here is definitely seems healthy. The guy sets up so well for this course. I like him. I mean, when you look at the numbers, it's not the best 34 seventh second and then a bunch of missed cuts, but I just still think he's better. And I think that, you know, he said it himself. He was guy that said he was getting healthier as the days went on. That was what he was quoted as saying. And it certainly showed guy shot 10 under on the last day. Gets a little bit of a break. It is a short week. That's the one worry that I have, but uh, I can't fault you. The one that I have a hard time going back to Kenny is Morikawa mainly because I think you've got Zalatoris, JT guys like that, that we're going to be having come up here in a second on top of the fact that, like I said, it's not that much of a price gap to get to Finau X or Rom. So uh, I have, I struggled with Morikawa. I'm not sure if you think anything of that. Obviously it's a narrative that, coming off the, you know, the big collapse there, if that's going to linger or not. It was just a couple of weeks ago, less. But what's your thoughts on Morikawa? And then give us your thoughts on the rest of the top. I mean, Morikawa, I, I worry just because the last time out, it was a devastating loss. Uh, you don't know how that affects a guy's mindset. And that's not the only reason I don't like him. Another reason I don't like him is because of his far, par five scoring, especially on longer par fives, 550 and above. Uh, in the last 50 rounds, he's one of the worst in the field. You have to score at the north course par fives and i think they're still around 535 45 50 uh in that range and then it, it, you know if you can't get any scoring done uh i mean the only score the only holes that play under par on the south course are the par fives uh and the ones on the par fives are all 550 to 600 which he has been struggling with here recently so uh just that mind frame of the last time he was out plus that on the par fives and how important par five scoring is he's a fade for me xander do you worry about the same he's from san diego right this is his hometown right am i wrong about this well i mean what what were you gonna ask me if i worry about though because because you know you see a lot of golfers who play their hometown event tend to struggle uh and you look at his course history here he struggled. Uh, one good finish. Uh, three missed cuts, a 34th, uh, 40-something, and a second, I think. He had uh, a seventh and a second the same year, though, because they played it twice, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll I, take I, that. Was, and and your, your boy, who you're going to get to, Max Homa, bucked that trend a little bit. He's shaking down the rib now and got the job done there for yeah. all of his friends. I have to find a reason to fade Xander because he's the number one player in my model. Yeah, I, should I do play worry, him. Kenny, more about the short week on the back because that yes. back got healthier. Uh -huh. But now we go boom, two days, and I yeah. know it's 
I think he'll get at least somewhat popular because people see the people look at the closest history, the, the 34th, the seventh and the second, the stats look incredible, the minus 10 on Sunday. And the fact that he said in quotes that he's healthier, I'm going to go back there. I just wonder how much with based on the ownership, we'll have to see what he gets to. I'm skipping those two because I want to play the other two. I, I said it, I said it in the first part of this year, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a Rom Finau year. If those are the two guys that I think are going to have the most success this season. Uh, and I'm going to stick with it. Those are the two I'm going to play. Now, here is the problem. What do you do in cash with John Rom in double ups? Like, okay, it's a lot. I, I have to put Rom as my first cash game cornerstone. Um, even, and it makes making a lineup difficult uh, because normally I throw, I, there's a 6K play that I really like that I'm going to throw as a punt. I can't find anything. Uh, you know, I, I maybe Eric Cole, uh, you know, or something like that. But I mean, like, there's no 6,600 and below play, which I like to do and have like a, a bunch of studs up front. But now it's not even studs. It's just getting wrong. Uh, the thing is, I think you need ramen cash. Uh, he would probably be more than 50% owned in all double ups. Okay. Uh, even at that price, I would suspect I'm not an ownership guru. This is just what I'm thinking. Uh, because if I'm going to play him, I'm, chalk man i'm the chalk man he's okay, gonna be so, very popular yes yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. tournaments and as so, well and so say 50 percent rom is in is in double ups if you don't have him and he beats your best guy you're fucked okay uh, that no room for error you have to go six to six unless unless it's one of those weeks where it's like less than one percent six to six i mean if you have the average six percent six to six 20 for 15 to 20 percent five and six uh you know 30 to 40 percent four or six in, in double ups if it goes the normal route like we see that happen more often than not and you don't have rom and rom beats your top guy you're fucked you're fucked uh, uh you, you have to be perfect basically for the rest of your lineup you can't miss a cut you can't do nothing uh unless you know it just depends on where how many how that cut line looks and what the numbers are but let's just say a normal event six percent 20%, 40%. If you uh if you don't have Rom, you're screwed. Uh here's the thing. If Rom, if you have Rom and he fucks up, you still got a chance. Uh, because so many people have him. Uh so you, you know, you're you you're competing. It's it's a lot easier to make up that room when so many other people have made that same mistake. Uh so I think I have to play one yeah. and it, and it makes it really difficult to make it a, a cash lineup that I like this week, but I see no other option. I cannot not like if I started with um, Willie Z or something like that, it would be a lot easier to make a lineup, but you know, you're losing tremendous upside because Rom's the best player in the world right now. And he is most likely going to finish top three. Okay, this is, I'll jump in because you're making some good points. And I want to talk about this too for tournaments as well, because I actually think to your point, the term is a blocker in cash. Like I think if Rom's going to be 35 to 40% in GPPs, which he probably will be, he's probably going to be 75% in cash. And which that leads to like, yeah, you just play him because if he crushes and wins, you're going to need him. If he crashes and dies, you're going to have other guys that ha you have so much of the field that already has him. It's going to be where your other differentiators are, but I will say this, Kenny, this is why I want to interject and talk about this because it is kind of interesting for, okay, and this happens to be where he won a U.S. Open at, and it's been a U.S. Open, but of note, every year when we get to the U.S. Open and you and I talk about strategy and pricing, I've talked about this plenty of times in the past, the pricing is set up <laughs> kind of like this, where you've got guys at the top that we just know are the best. Like the year Brooks Kepka was just on an absolute tear and he was up there in price, but then Woodland won. And it was almost where if it like Brooks showed up, but you almost still wouldn't have needed him. And here's why at the U S open, when you go 6,900 and below, it's a lot of amateurs and qualifiers. And it's four full days at one of the toughest spots in the world to play, whatever the location is, this is not the same setup. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, but when you tell, and the field is not as strong, but I'm saying you have a guy at the top that's just clearing away to everybody. We know it's Rom, what he's doing. We know the spot, but how many, how, what's your likelihood of the six of sixes with that? And you are still going to need six of sixes to win tournaments this week. If it's only 5%, you still need them. Captain obvious. But the point being, if he's sacrificing your lineup, because when we get down to 6,900 and below, you'll, you'll, you'll know some of these names because we've seen them these last few weeks. 
I don't, first off, it's a two day cut event. They can't, they can't fuck up for a third day. Like we could before, like last week, second of all, this Anna birdie fest to what we've seen the North course scorable. The South course can be tough. If that wind is a real thing, even tougher means the cut line setback means how, how the weather plays out over the weekend. You may not see a bunch of scoring. So they got to get there first. That's my point. And so while you'll recognize some of these names at the bottom, it's very much similar, Kenny, to that. So I know in tournaments for sure, it's not a spot where people already ask me, do I just lock Rom? I don't lock guys typically anyway, but I won't lock Rom this week because I think it's very interesting finding some of these balanced builds that pick up six to six equity as opposed to just saying, oh, well, if I have Rom and he wins, I'm all good. No, if you got Rom in a five of six and he wins, you probably cash but it's not guaranteed you'll have that. Now, if you say that, obviously you'd want to look for the six of sixes with them to get as many as possible, then you got to commit to that. I'm just saying why I won't is because I think as long as he doesn't win, there is still ways to pick it up with six of six equity going a little bit more balanced and starting down in that 9K range, which we're about to get to. Yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. I mean, I'm going to play Ramafi now, but that's just the way it's going to be. I'm really interested in Justin Thomas. Uh, He hasn't really been playing great. Like one top five one top 10 in his last eight events maybe i uh, don't quote me on that uh but so, you know something like that uh he never plays well here but it seems like he should like he, like if you look at the last 50 rounds on long courses over 7400 yards he's the best in the field at strokes gain uh t to green uh you know he is the best uh and you look at his um and then you look at his finishes here, and they're, they they haven't been great. He's only played here a handful of times, not many. Uh, and and the thing about it is now, the, um, uh, you know, his short game has always been good, but now it's like elite. His short game is, and he's playing on POA, which is his best putting surface. Like, I, do you think it's possible that he goes under owned, like twelve percent? 13% with Zalatoris, Sungjae Montgomery, or are we going to see him around 20? I think he's going to go over-owned, actually, even though I like him to everything you just said, but I think that the price just st- sticks out like a sore thumb. 9400 yeah. bucks for JT? Like, he's $2,200 cheaper than Rom. And yeah. again, he's not Rom, but you can just play Rom JT, and boom, you can go from there. I know you're playing a Rom Willie Z. You can do that. My, my point is, though, that's why he's going to stay popular. Kenny, here's the deal. I don't think, I think the guy that's going to go under owned and maybe he should, cause it's a lot of short game, but how many times are we going to continue to talk about Taylor Montgomery? He's two Taylor Montgomery, 9,200 JT, 9,400. Okay. I, I got to talk about, I got, I was like, okay. After first looking at Montgomery's numbers for this week, I'm like, okay, this is the week he's got to fuck up. Right. Because I mean, he's horrible with his long irons, like one of the worst in the field. Uh, hold on, let me double check. Yeah, from like 175 to 200, he's like the worst in the field. He's like barely average from 200 plus. I'm like, oh, he's got to suck. Then you look at last year, he finished 11th. Yeah. I, I, he's number I, I, one I, in something in this field, Kenny. Do you know yeah, what it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what it, is. what it is. It's the putter. So I, the I don't putter. know, man. Like, I just don't see how people are going to click him at 90. 200 when they can click jt or zalatoris for 94 97 but the thing yeah but he's, he's been so good so many top 10s so many top 15s you don't think people are going to click him does what he always does by the way gained six strokes at the putter yeah. here last year so that's well, where well, the 11th came from well let's go on home is my second cash game cornerstone uh this week the guy just playing amazing golf going to a course he has a couple of top tens in uh third in my model everything looks good for him california kid give me home as my second cash game cornerstone uh i'm gonna play a lot of guys in this range uh almost all of them that's why i'm only you know sticking with only two guys up top i can go 30 percent, 35 i won't go more than 30 percent wrong because he's in my cash lineup uh and then i'll go like a 30 30 percent female and then everything else is just being fluctuating in this 9K range, a whole bunch of mix and matches. Uh, the other 40%, uh, I think that's the way I'm going to go uh, uh, about it this week. Who do you like? I like Willie Z. Uh, you know, I talked about it last year. You know, I made fun of him a lot, but he came around, got the job done in Memphis. Obviously lost in the playoff here last year. I think that holds weight as well, Where why he's going to be popular. But again, 
doing a little bit differently. Maybe you start some lineups with Willie Z and just leave off Rom where most have Rom, Willie Z and can get there no problem. Maybe you set it up a little bit differently or maybe you go Finau, Willie Z to get a little bit different that way. It's 1100 bucks. That's the difference of a 7K guy to an 8K guy. You can look at it all different ways here, but I definitely like him. I like uh, Sungjae. Uh, he just stands out for me a little bit. He's got some good stuff that, you know, we've seen lately. You got to, you know, look at his numbers and stats across the board. They're all solid. So at 9,300 squeezed right between JT, Taylor Montgomery, and then of course, Homa, who's going to be popular. I really want to wait and see on Homa and JT's ownership. Like I said, if they get out of control with their ownership, that means other guys here are getting squeezed. That's when I would just take a shot on some of these guys in this range, because the 8K range, not somewhere I'm going heavily this week from first glance, at least, Kenny. I just, you know, I don't know what you see, but we, we can talk about it here in a second. T- take us in, actually. Go into the 8K range unless you have something else to add in the 9Ks, but that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be on Jason Day. If Jason Day's, I want to play him, but if he's chalk, it's a pretty easy fade, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what he gets to. Yeah. It just it depends like on what you think about the guys around like him. If he's like 18 to 20% on, it's pretty easy fake. i think he kind of yeah. has to be because we, you think yeah. people are going to click the gala mav mcneely yeah. jj yeah. spawn no no so right? i mean if if you look at projections he's like 12 percent, 10 percent. then yeah probably give me some uh the guy's been playing well he's amazing at this course but like he's not an elite guy where you don't pay attention to ownership <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's not wrong uh so i mean if he if he's like top five highest owned i don't think i want him um you know, I'll, I'll go ahead. If he beats me, he beats me. That's fine. I mean, I haven't clicked this. I'm going to play him. Uh, but we'll have to see uh, about that when it comes to ownership. Uh, you're right. I mean, Cam Davis is the one guy that sticks out, uh, of course. I mean, one good thing about him is he's improved every time he's played this course. Now, it hasn't been that much. It was like 57th to 56th uh, to like 34th to 30 seconds. But he's improved uh, every time he's played and everything that I'm looking for uh, this week in golfers. He makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's probably one, he's the second best in this field in the last 50 rounds from 175 to 200 and 200 plus combined. Uh, you know, again, it's going to be a uh, long iron fest. Uh, I like Justin Rose. Someone had a good narrative where, you know, you saw Molinari last week um, play really, really well uh, across the pond. You saw like the Italians play well. They want to, make that Ryder cup Rose is in that same boat, sort of that Ryder cup narrative. Uh, he had a decent finish last week, I think 26. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind Justin Rose, uh, down here. Uh, maybe not like the highest ownership possible. Uh, what do you think about this AK range? Yeah. One interesting point you brought up narrative and I was going to start at the top Jason day popular for good reason. You look at it. We talked last week about, I loved him last week. I called a top 10. It did not work out. He got T18, but played him in some of my main lineups at 7,900. I thought it was just a good price. We'd seen the quotes, him saying he's healthy. We want to play him earlier in the season when he's healthy. Now he comes in to this one, but the guy right above him, 8,900 bucks. Siwoo Kim. I'm sure you've seen it. It's been circulating Twitter. You know, he's 28 years old. They talk about when you have to put your military service in. He's already been quoted. There's articles, plenty of them out there. He said he's going to do it. Uh, I think Sang Moon Bay went at 29, chose to go then. But it, the conversation piece is about Siwoo just playing everything right now to try and you know get through it and find a way to get some W's and collect some cash maybe before he goes and serves his, his military service. So, well, I mean, next year is the Olympics, right? So I think he's. Uh, not, I think it's. I think they said because. Well, again. You know probably better than I would just following it better, but my understanding if he can was- wait till if he can wait till next year after the Olympics, I mean, that would be one reason why he's playing so much because I think you can only have like a couple of people from Korea be on be be competing and he has to compete against Sung Jay and Tom. Tom, uh, yes. And so he, he he I mean, if you want I don't I don't know if that's the reason. The reason, yeah, no, no, but you brought that up. I'm glad you did because everyone wrote him off for those Olympics saying he wouldn't be allowed or they'd already called the last one, his last one. I, I mean, some, I'm not the best in this. Someone could definitely hit me up on Twitter. Correct yeah. me. I don't even know. know. But, but what I did find out is that while everyone cites the 28 rule, even Sang Moon Bay didn't go till he was 29. Apparently it's actually up to 35. I thought but it was 31 or something like it's, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to read more about it. But I'm just saying, just so people know, though, it's all to be said to bring it back. Siwoo's playing good golf right now. The stats look really good. I, I actually like him here. I think he suits the course. I think he sets up pretty well overall. And at 8,900 could be a nice little pivot there to Jason day, or you're allowed to play them both. That could be a balanced build that we just talked about where you fit two of them into it, because I don't really love the rest of this range. I was looking at some other stuff too. Like McNeely popped a little bit in the stats. When you look at sort of the, the, the scoring, 
the bogey avoidance, the the putting, the scrambling, all that stuff that you kind of want for the all around stuff. Tita Green, he he popped out, and then Keegan Bradley was the only other guy really that popped out heavily. Obviously, Luke List right at eight K. I could see going back to him off last year's win, but not too many guys in this range for me, Kenny. So that was just some thoughts I had. Near anything else that you've got to add? No, go into the seven K range, Jeff Hamill. Yeah, Taylor Pendrith. I'm gonna keep going down. This is just. If I played him last week, I'm going to try it again this week. It did not work out, obviously. But again, you go look at the numbers just across the board. He's he's actually 16th right now in mine, just going through it. And the ball striking, the par five scoring, the longer par fives, greens and regulation, all of that. I know he's got a complete game. It's just whether he brings it and we see it here. So him, Wyndham Clark, very similar. I'll, I'll play both of those guys in the upper range. Continue on with my guy, Alex Smalley. He's another one that came up just short last week, I think. Uh, 22nd or something ended up having a good week. It just wasn't what I wanted. I needed a top eight for my bet. I had him at 90 to one with a top eight each way. So uh, Alex Smalley, I'll continue with him. Kirk Kitayama getting a lot of love. Not hundred percent. I'll go there yet. I didn't bet him with everybody else. So we'll see how that goes uh, going down. Just looking at some of these other yeah, guys. Is Kitayama popular this week? I really haven't paid that much attention. I don't know how popular he'll be in DFS right now, but if you look at the numbers, he pops in the models, right? He's very solid. Birdies are better. Par four, par five scoring. His long iron play is what caught me. I bet him at 90 to one, I think. Yeah, a lot of people uh, have bet him. And then a lot of people have bet Gary Woodland as well, me included. I, I fell into that one. Bearoff got me on it. Little, I don't know if it's a FOMO bet or what, but just playing Gary Woodland here, I don't mind at 100 to one. So I, I took him, but not too many guys again in this upper sort of 7K range. Pendrith, Clark, Smalley. I might even be tempted to play some Fowler and just see if he's sort of back. It didn't look the greatest last week, but his history's mixed here. So I don't hate him. People are playing Ryan Palmer, obviously, uh, you know, at 7,500, I, I can see it, but the price would be the only reason. And then Gary Woodland at 7,400, Will Gordon, I guess at the same price. That's sort of the main guys for me. First look. Yeah. Gary, uh, we're going to go um, Ryan Palmer is my third cash game cornerstone. I'm trying to find them on my, what is he? 7,500, right? There yeah, 75. Uh, now, here's the thing. He hasn't really, really playing great, okay? But last week, he gained the second most strokes ball striking uh, in his last 52 weeks. Uh, he had uh, his his second highest ball striking. It was his third highest ball striking week in, in 52 weeks. Uh, second was middle of the season this past year. First was the Farmers last year. Uh, I think he's had five straight top 30s uh, at this event, and he's coming off his best ball striking week in a long time uh and so you know give me like i said i'm not the biggest fan of having ron on the top but this is where i have to go uh down here uh we'll go with ryan palmer um the names around him just you know the upside i I say play upside play upside play upside uh but i just i just can't click it like i like kitayama a lot uh, but you know, he hasn't been playing great, but his long irons are so good. I'm definitely going to play him in GPP Smalley, same way. Uh, you know, he's been playing good golf. He might end up in my lineup at some, it's possible with one of my last two, but I, I just wasn't sure about him, uh, you know, being in my cash lineup and I'm like Ryan Palmer, but it's just, everything is sort of co- correlating to him doing well here. When you look at his past and you look at last week and you hope that thing keeps on going give me ryan palmer somebody who loves this course uh as my third cash game cornerstone um yeah like i said i like small and kitayama uh up top uh as well uh woodland you know woodland been on both really strong on long courses i think top 10 in strokes game t to green in courses over 7400 yards in this field uh in the last 50 rounds uh, so those are a couple of guys. My final cash game cornerstone is going to be Ben Griffith at 7,300. Now it's, it's tough for a lot of these like corn fairy guys or guys who didn't have like status last year to see how they will perform on a course as difficult as this. The one thing you can probably go back to would be Houston from the fall. Uh, that was a difficult course, difficult setup. Uh, really the only difficult, difficult course that we've seen prior to this week uh, throughout the whole swing season and this year. Uh, so if you're looking at guys, you want to see how you're, you're, you're on the fence about some corn fairy tour guys that you might be wanting to play, see how they did in Houston. Uh, that could be just a little bit of a, the course is not similar, but the difficulty 
uh, of the course is similar. How about that? Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I know uh, Griffin, play, I think he had a top 25 over there. He's made a shit ton of cuts, like eight or nine in a row. Um, everything measures well when it comes to stats. Uh, again, he's really strong on those longer par fives, and you got to score there. Uh, and so for my last cash game cornerstone, I, I could do worse than him. So for my cash game cornerstones this week, uh, they're going to be John Rom at $11,600. Max Homa at $9,100. Ryan Palmer at $7,500. And then Ben Griffin at $7,300. Now, normally I try and go low, mid to low 6K uh, to try and get a really big type of upside number. I just couldn't find it. Uh, who do you like in the lower 7K before we get into the 6K range? Yeah, one, like I mentioned already, uh, Woodland, Will Gordon, I don't mind those two there. Uh, Patrick Rogers can go back to him. Tried him last week, didn't work, but I'll go back. Uh, Brendan Steele was another guy there that I like. Hostler, another one I played last week. Jaeger, guys that I'm always on. This, this range picks it up for me. Kenny, Matthew Neesmith. Talk yeah. about just, I know it's not important, like you said in your stats earlier, but if you can find a guy like him, just fairways, greens, find his way around and make some putts, grind through, make the cut. That can be plenty good. One caution though, I will give Miliano Grillo is 7,300 coming off two missed cuts. He'll pop in the model, like really good. He, he pops heavy. If you look at the model on fantasy national, if you go to stat sites, projection sites, things like that, but just a note, like going on fantasy national, he pops eighth in my model shows top 10 in a bunch of categories. You go back and pull this. This is why it's so important to do this. And I've cautioned at it before it's pulling back to may when he played in the Charles Schwab and the Byron Nelson, which that, that means it includes the results from what is it? Uh, July where he got second and second at the three M and the John Deere fifth in October at the Sanderson. Like this is not including anything we've seen lately out of him. So I would just say caution on a guy like him. Not like I think he'll be super popular, but just in general, when I see stuff like that, I try and point it out. Brendan Steele, pretty good history. I know it's older history, but I think he's fine. His stats look good and are a little bit more recent. So can go with him. And then going down to the bottom, not too many guys down here. I talked about Jagger, Neesmith. After that, like I said, Kenny, this is already where it starts to drop off a little. I like your guy Bramlett at 7,000. I know you mentioned him pre-show. I wouldn't hate going back to a guy like him, but not much else for me down in this range. Anyone else? Who, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I like a lot of people down in this range. Uh, that's why I'm glad, I'm happy about that because, you know, I'm going to have to rely on a lot of these guys because I'm not playing too many 6K guys uh, this week. So, uh, I mean, you, you talked about a couple of them. Jaeger, I'm a fan. Hopefully his length will help. He hasn't really played the greatest here, but his numbers say he should do well. He's so strong on par fives in general, and especially the long par fives. It's weird that he hasn't played this course well he's much yet. better now, too, though. I think was, so, too. Right? I think yeah. so, too. I really like Jaeger. I'm thinking about a bet on him. Um, Aaron Rye, again, if you go back to, like, a, a guy who – I think plays more difficult courses. I mean, he played Houston really well, top 10 in Houston. No one's going to play him. Just a long shot flyer down here. Uh, Robbie Shelton, another guy who played well in Houston, played well last week, really strong around the green. Uh, you know, Benny Ann I talked about, really good on long courses. Um, Schmid, who finished, what, six last week, is a guy that you can think about. Bramlin, I do like. I think about in cash who's uh, made all three of his cuts here. He's made 10 of his last 12 cuts on tour. Uh, you know, for 7K, you can fucking do worse uh, as your lowest price guy down there. So th there's people to use. Now, once you get past there, I mean, Taylor Moore, the, here's, here are the guys I got starred. Taylor Moore, Justin Lower. <laughs> and then I go down to 66, Eric Cole. That's it. I can't think of I, I mean, I'll have to dig more. It's a first look. But usually, like, you know, guys down here. Seven guys, you guys heard the pod. Yeah. That's it. I got three dudes. That's the issue. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, like again, you're going to, okay, Carl Wands here again. Kevin Hughes here, here again. Uh, Doug Gim, Scott Piercy, Ekro, Redmond, all these guys that people know and have seen and have played recently but then you realize that this just ain't the same. So now you look at it and they just don't pop as much. Kevin Tway played well last week. I think he's a guy that I could see do it at 6,600, get a little I'm upside. Clicking his, I'm clicking his name. I'm clicking his name right now. Well, how, what is he? 66. Who yeah. else Tambo? Because I'm struggling here, brother. 
Who, who did, uh, did, what did MJ Dafu? He was your boy before. He popped a little for me in the stats. Yeah, he finished like 60th last week. I think he was like first, close to first round leader. Yeah, he died <laughs> yeah. off. I know yeah, that, yeah. but, you know, that's a thing. So you're going to be taking like Dylan some- Wu's down here. I think he shot 62, 61 on Saturday uh, last week on a course that doesn't resemble this course we're playing at all. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, uh yeah Taylor Moore I like that call there we were you yeah. know 7300 wasn't the worst he didn't come through completely but you know it was a guy that you we were trying to take shots on he ended up being in a price range that everybody yeah, more and lower that's yeah, it's probably fine too Eric Cole Eric Cole that's those Mayo's guy Eric Cole he loves him those three dudes I mean there's gonna be like five guys here to finish top 20 yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know at least right now I don't know where they are give me shit we only have one more day I'll have to find out by tomorrow because, or just not play these guys. Like I said, not the biggest fan. Yeah. Lower might be okay too. I don't hate that one that you said, but yeah, like I said, it's not even just to try and glaze through it. It's like, that's what I was saying earlier. Why I brought up the U S open example. There is 88 guys down here and four Monday queues still to come. We'll see who gets in on that. I know they were playing in some heavy wind to get into it today, but either way, four more guys will hop in. So we'll have 92 guys, six K 6,900 and below. And I might use, five or six of them once we, you know, pinpoint it down and get final thoughts within the next 24 hours. So, yeah, well, here's yeah. the thing. I got three guys I like right at 7,000, you know, Bramlett, Schmidt, and uh, 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 Cal Tarum. I mean, you know, I, I, that's, that, that's really, you know, having that low 7K range, that's where I'm going to stop a lot of my lineups. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Anything else? Bets? Yeah, bets. What, what do I've you only got? Made, yeah. I've only made two because I'm Same. waiting for the tee times. So I've only made two. I got Homa 28 to one. Kitayama, it's either 80 to one or 90 to one. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I, I don't remember. And I don't feel like looking on my phone to find out. Yeah, I, t- I took the Woodland 100 with the top eight each way. I told you about the, the FOMO. Bear off talked me into it. And then I went with the Rom Rory double. It's 20 to one. R- Rory's in Dubai. Rom is here. They're both three and four to one put them together, see if they can get the job done. It almost never works out, but that one, I didn't have to wait for tea times or anything. It's either they do or they don't. I like it. It's 20 to one for the two of them. So I'm not mixing in a football game or all these extra things. I'm just going straight up the two of them. That's it. So 20 to one, Rom Roy double. All right. So last week, one, my one and done was Montgomery. He finished well. I think I moved up. I'm in like 250th place in the Mayo cup. Uh, I think this week, I am probably going to go. I didn't even think about this. Probably Homa, but I haven't made up my final mind yet, but I'm thinking Homa. Yeah, almost getting to that territory where you can't give out your picks anymore. Up in the yeah. top 200. <laughs> right, right in the, the second week of the season. Second right? week of the Fuck season. All of y'all. Guys, Kenny's going to withhold, but uh, <laughs> I, I got two in there. So I think I'll probably go Rom in one and then take an, a flyer on somebody else. And it might end up being you. I liked what you said with Homa. I like, uh, you know, who I talked about earlier, who did I say? Sibu Kim, someone like that, where I could just take a shot, but probably going to be Rom and one of the other guys, sort of, if we're talking DFS pricing, 8,800. I could go day and not play him in DFS. When else would you use him? So that is true. I could go day. Maybe some day. Yeah, he'll be fine too, but I I just, you know, think about it. I think Homo would be a lot more popular. Maybe, but the Rom thing is the conversation because everyone's like, don't you save him? for a designated event honestly yes. i win as a win like i just want to pick up the money and if he's hot right now and wins again i, I want the money too so uh, i missed it the last couple of weeks but it's not good to chase usually but in general i do think that you know holding on away unless you're planning out your whole year that way which maybe i should do with one of my entries and try and like really just pinpoint and say i'm going to do it this way and uh, see how it plays might do better maybe i should try that but uh yeah rom at this course it's just too good collect what you get and hopefully he gets a third win in a row on the PGA tour, obviously picked up a win overseas in the off season too. So the guy's just been on an absolute tear and we'll continue to see it. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, for one and done, I mean, I, you know, don't go crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think when it comes to strategy, there's no point in playing like some crazy dude down the list, you know, when it comes down to these type of events, you just play your, your, one of your top three guys every week and that's it. Just play it and you win. Uh, at least that's the way I'm going to go about it. All right. Anything else before we finish up Tambo? No, I think that's it, man. Good, good week ahead of us. It's a short one, quick turnaround, but we got the show out. We got everything banged out and done. So ready to crush, get back to it.
Oh, join that listener league. You know, it came out oh, yeah. 700, 750 spots right now. They, they rose it the week we have a day less. Of course they did. So uh, to be fair, it did feel like it filled 500 by Tuesday last week. So if we yeah. and it was early on Tuesday. I sent yeah. them a text at like 10 in the morning. So we should be able to fill 750. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on my Twitter. I'll, I'll go first, Kenny, where you can find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. The setup is there for the listener. You can get in. It's a $5 three max. It's 750 spots. It's 500 to first, 50 bucks to 10th, double your money for last, 18% paid, completely reduced rake. It's nine or 10%, but it's the, one of the best tournaments. And then if you win, you get into the tournament of champions where we gave away cash prizes, membership values, things like that at the end of the season. So there's a lot there. You guys can check it out. Retweet it if you can help us out. That's free to do as well. It just takes care to get it out to everybody to try and fill this thing up because the more it grows this week, the bigger we'll get it for the masters and the players and those bigger events that are coming up that we'll have in the new year. So uh, either way, check that out. If you haven't also go to rumpiersports.com. There is a discount code back. If you guys want in, you've been on the fence, you've been waiting. It is all sports, one price. You can use Tambo 15. Easy code, put it in, it gets you 15% off your first payment. Check it out. It's all sports, one price. You'll find me in the Discord there. Hit me up if you have any questions. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my articles every week on gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% on a membership to Gups Corner. All right, should be a good event. I ain't got much else to say. Let's win some motherfucking money, D-Gen Nation. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfer. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. I done popped the molly and I think it's be my third. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.